Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is John McAfee, military veteran and author of three novels, Slow Walk in a Sad Rain, On Rims of Empty Moons, and his latest, Ropes of the Sun. John is dedicated to educating veterans on how writing can help deal with the trauma of war and its aftermath. So welcome, John. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Stacy. I appreciate it. Well, it's our pleasure. And I guess our first question would be, how, and of course, answer this from your perspective initially, but how does putting traumatic events on paper help diminish their power over you? Well, the, the, what I found was that by facing traumatic events and actually, so to speak, putting on the white mirror, which is a piece of paper, and having it reflect back to you, uh, gave me power over it. I was able to uh, observe it, control it, work with it, and try to see what it done to me and how to uh, uh, how to to make my reader understand why I did or why others did what they had to do in order to survive in a war. And do you think, in your experience with the veterans that you've met or even those that you had served with and have come back, um, do you think that they avoid these memories? I know you like to say they walk around the fire versus through the, through the fire. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, the longer you avoid the trauma or the, the longer you avoid uh, examining your life in war, uh, the, more, the stronger it grows. And so by putting it down on paper, uh, you're showing your control over it rather than the other way around. As you know, the suicide rate of Vietnam veterans and a lot of the Iraqi veterans, a lot of the Afghani veterans, uh, is is way too high, uh, much higher than the normal population. And uh, right now, I know a lot of Iraqi veterans are hurting because Iraq is falling rapidly into the other into the hands of the enemy, and yet um, they have to learn to deal with that. I had to learn when I saw the fall of Vietnam. Uh, it hurt because a lot of my colleagues and I spent a lot of time over there. A lot of us were shot up. Some of us came back uh, traumatized like myself, and some of us didn't make it back at all. And what was that all for? And as I say in uh, Slow Walk in a Sad Rain, uh, all that violence now is just a, uh, a green victory of plants. In other words, it's all gone now. And, and so. By dealing with it, I was able to uh, get through it, so to speak. And do you think that putting that on paper yourself, just like other veterans' literary legacies, do you think that can help the generations that come after you learn how to deal with those uh, traumatizations from war? Oh, yes. Gosh, yes. Uh, you know, from uh, a lot of people do not know, but Catcher in the Rye, uh, the first six or seven chapters that J.D. Salinger carried with him, he carried throughout World War II. And the first combat that J.D. Salinger ever saw was D-Day. And uh, the final thing he saw before he got out of the Army 
was he helped uh, liberate a uh, death camp by the Nazis. And it traumatized him. And a lot of people do not understand why he, when he came back to the United States, he left New York City, he went to live in the woods, and he made himself a recluse. And any veteran that uh, studies J.D. Salinger will immediately know he was suffering from PTSD. Back then they didn't have it diagnosed. And he went and lived in the woods. In other words, he became what we call in Vietnam a tripwire vet. He's a guy that's off the, off the grid, and he's living way back in the woods, and he just uh, didn't want to have to deal with people. As a matter of fact, he called his writing compound, uh, he, he called his writing uh, area, building, uh, the compound, the bunker. He called it the bunker, and he'd go down there to write eight hours a day, and his family could not communicate with him. He would not uh, unlock the door. He'd just sit in there and write. So that was his way of dealing with all that trauma because it's trauma that I hope no one has to ever see. I think policemen might see a, a, some of it, but they don't see it every day like a like a soldier does. And that, to me, is it's very important to um, to get that down on paper so that they can learn uh, the power of their own words and how to deal with it through those words. Now, John, for those listening, maybe their loved ones, family members that want to help veterans in their family or, or veterans themselves that are listening, what would you recommend if they just don't feel like they can wrap their minds ar- around their experiences? How do you start this writing process? How do you start putting these events on paper? I'll give you the best advice. Whenever I teach my writing classes, the thing that I tell my students, write two pages a day, not more, not less, two pages a day, and you stop in mid-sentence, and you cannot wait to get back to it the next day. But if you try to put the whole traumatic experience down on paper all at once, it will overwhelm you, and you'll never want to write again. But if you'll write two pages a day, at the end of a week it's 14 pages, at the end of a month it's 56 pages. At the end of four months, it's 224 pages, and you have your book. And just by writing two pages a day, and anybody can do that. And don't think that there's an English teacher over one shoulder and that, that there's a uh, critic over the other shoulders. You've got to just look the other direction and write from the heart and write about your experiences because it is helping other veterans who are out there listening to say this podcast or reading your book, and it you don't I can't tell you the the hundreds of letters I've gotten from people who have said thank you for helping me out, and for that reason I don't care if I ever make a dime or don't make a dime writing. I do know that I've reached out and touched people, and that's what's important to me. Well, John, I want to thank you for reaching out to us today, and hopefully you've touched some hearts through this podcast, and I want to remind our listeners that you can learn more about John McAfee and his three books, Slow Walk in a Sad Rain, On Rims of Empty Moons, and of course his latest, Ropes of the Sun, at his website, johnpmcafee.com, and I'll spell that for you, J-O-H-N-P is in Paul. M-C-A-F-E-E, com, And all three of the books are available in Kindle and paperback. And also a portion 
of the proceeds from Slow Walk goes to Horses for Heroes and Elder Heart Project, which are programs reintegrating special ops soldiers back into a working relationship with America through unique creative processes. And thank you, John, for all you do. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much, Stacey. I was glad to be on here. This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger just right for you. Until next time.